This Morning with Jalen Nye and Daryl McIntyre. Supported by Abe's Door Service. With 24-7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca. Thanks for joining us on this Monday morning. It's uh, the all-new This Morning uh, with Jalen Nye, Daryl McIntyre, and Morley, too. Daryl is off today. Uh, you can get a hold of me anytime at 780-496-0063. It's been great to hear from you on the text line. We'll get to some of your comments coming up in just a little bit. Right now, though, wanted to get into this. Uh, some scientists from three Alberta universities uh, have received $25 million in private funding to answer several questions about the the quantum world. Well, I have some questions about the quantum world. Uh, let's get into it with Roger Moore, who is the chair of the Department of Physics at the U of A. Roger, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, and thank you for inviting me on. Yeah, nice to have you here. So when we talk about the quantum world, what does that mean? So the quantum world is the world that's governed by quantum mechanics or quantum physics. And it's a lot smaller scale than our world, and it leads to many strange and weird effects. To sort of illustrate this, if you think about, you know, if you roll a ball up a hill, if you give it enough energy, it'll roll over the top of the hill and down the other side. But if you only roll it halfway up the hill, it'll always roll back down Mm -hmm. the hill towards you. And you can do that as many times as you like, and it'll always come back. But if you shrink that down to the quantum world and you take your quantum ball and you roll it halfway up a quantum hill, every so often the ball will what we call quantum tunnel through the hill and go down the other side, even though it doesn't have enough energy to make it over the top. And that's very sort of weird. Classical physics, the physics of everyday life tells you that would never happen. Quantum mechanics tells us it happens all the time. And in fact, it's a good thing it does because that's how the sun shines. The sun doesn't get hot enough for the fusion processes to get the the little quantum balls, the protons, over the hill um, together. But, um, you know, this quantum tunneling allows the sun to still shine. So when we talk about quantum physics, and it's the the tiniest, tiniest particles in the world. Yes. Yes. yes, we're getting getting down to sort of very, very small scale. Um, there's the scale that, that I work at as a particle physicist, which is, is well below the atom and, and sort of at the energy frontier. But there's also a lot of physics and a lot of interesting quantum mechanics that goes on at the, the scale of atoms. And, mm-hmm. and this is really what this, uh, uh, this new institute is going to study, is the, the quantum mechanics applied to sort of atoms and collections of, of atoms. How, how challenging is it to study um, the these these particles given their size and 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 what what challenges are 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 faced because of it well the 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 biggest challenges at least when you were sort of teaching it to to students is (laughs) the the first challenge is the maths because to explain quantum mechanics you need a lot of mathematics Mm -hmm. and it's it's quite complicated mathematics and so you've got to learn the maths first to explain it and then the other problem is is that it goes against your intuition it's very different to the physics that we sort of encounter in everyday life and in fact it was such a problem that you know people like Einstein who were, were some of the people that sort of gave us the foundations and, and made the initial discovery of quantum mechanics found it so weird they refused to believe it they found it you know as, as Einstein was famous for saying you know God does not play dice with the universe he couldn't believe that quantum mechanics was right and thought that we were missing something so so Roger um, where where is quantum 
physics or quantum quantum mechanics use that? I mean, you know, for my listeners right now who are thinking, oh my gosh, I'm not even sure what quantum physics is. When you yeah. talk about the t- tech and where it is in our everyday lives, can you can you let us know about that so we can maybe understand why this is so important to everyday people? Yeah, well, in fact, you know, for, for all your listeners, you're listening to this on a radio that almost certainly has transistors inside it, and those transistors work on, on have things called semiconductors, you know, work on, on semiconductors, and to be able to make a transistor from a semiconductor, you really have to have an understanding of quantum mechanics and how the um, electrons inside these semiconductors work, and, and that allows you to build devices and gives rise to sort of all modern computing relies on an understanding of quantum fundamental quantum mechanics but applied to how you know you can dope silicon and, and make these semiconductor devices and that's sort of what's exciting about this this uh, this new initiative is it's for fundamental research it's to push forwards the the the, the real sort of barriers of knowledge and and do discovery science and that leads to applications eventually of that discovery science which improve our everyday lives and you need the two sort of fundamental science and applied science going hand in hand because that's what improves our, our, our everyday lives. And so it's a little bit like, you know, if you, if you have the candle, if you do, you could do as much applied research on studying candles as you like, but you would never, just by doing applied research, end up with the incandescent electric light mm-hmm. bulb. And, and so you need that fundamental science because it goes off on a, on a sort of tangent. And then, you know, you hand what knowledge you've got over to the applied scientists and they say, hey, you know, we can use all this knowledge of electromagnetism and we can build, you know, dynamos and generators and power stations and we can build electric light bulbs and then you don't have to use a candle or an oil lamp. So, Roger, I know this, the, the money and the research is going to be uh, spread out uh, from, you know, the U, of, the U of A, the U of uh, Calgary and I think in, in uh, Lethbridge as yeah. well. When we're, when you're looking at maybe something different or expanding on this so give us an idea of where you're going to be looking where, where some of that research is going to be focusing on that maybe it hasn't been uh, looked at as much in the past so the the research is in uh, each node in the network is going to sort of focus on on different things so here at the U of A we're going to focus on quantum matter so what is going to let us do is we're going to be uh, able to hire three new faculty positions and and uh, about six postdocs positions as well as supporting additional students and so that's going to give us a, a, a team that can really start getting to grips with the, the, the way that quantum mechanics works for collections of, of atoms and so we're going to have somebody looking at the subatomic scale that's, that's way smaller than an atom to look at the, the real sort of fundamental physics that you know gave rise to things like the Higgs boson. We're going to have people, uh, you know, the core of the institute is going to be looking at um, physics on sort of uh, lattices, collections of, of atoms, quantum materials, because if you collect these sort of um, particular materials with the right properties, you can start getting some of these weird quantum effects manifesting themselves um, in a material at a macroscopic scale, and that can lead to interesting and novel applications. So that's going to be one area that we're, we're looking at in particular. And then we're also sort of reaching out into chemistry, and we're going to have people start looking at the sort of the, the fundamental quantum mechanics of molecules. And again, down the road, that can lead to you know, things like, you know, they've talked about quantum batteries that could be a very, very efficient way to store energy, uh, far more efficient than our existing batteries. 
And so we don't really know exactly what we're going to end up with. That's sort of the exciting <laughs> thing about yeah. fundamental research. You don't know where it's going to go, but it, it can be transformative in terms of, of technology. Well, Roger, it'll be fascinating to uh, to see what comes of it, and I'm sure we'll be, uh, we'll be watching and following along. Thank you for joining me this morning. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for the invitation. Yeah, take care. Roger Moore is the chair of the Department of Physics at the University of uh, Alberta. And, um, yeah. Yeah, fascinating, fascinating stuff. The research that goes on in this in this in this uh, community, the University of Alberta and at uh, the U of Calgary as well, down Lethbridge, is just it's mind blowing on a regular basis. Seven fifteen. A quick pause here. Some of your comments on that earliest memory and. Uh, what's going on with the weather? Phil Dar- Darlington from Global Edmonton is going to check in. Uh, stay with us. That's coming right up. With Jalen Nye and Daryl McIntyre, presented by Abe's Door Service. With 24-7 emergency service, where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca. All right, at 718, Morley, we were talking about some of those earliest memories that you've ever had. And wanted to get to a couple of the comments on the text line before uh, Phil Darlington gives us a uh, show to give us an update on this weather. Dave says, Jay, do you remember Life Boy soap? It was coral colored and it smelled really nice. Life Boy soap? Nope. When I was three, says Dave, I took a bite. (laughs) (laughs) Don't remember the bite, but I remember bawling and my mother and others fussing over me. She died two weeks before my third birthday and that is my one clear memory of her. That's from Dave uh, this morning at 780-496-0063. Keep them coming. Um, Ian, of course my phone, or my uh, text line is now... AWOL? There you go. Ian says, I remember the first day of kindergarten. My mom held my hand so tight that it almost hurt. I saw someone I knew and I ran over to play with them at the table and I don't even think my mom got a hug. Mm. And I said, I felt that story in my heart. When I I read that, I was like, oh, yes, yes, yes. And Steve says, one of my first memories, I remember when I was about four years old, I was born in Victoria. My dad would soak bread with wine and feed the seagulls. (laughs) (laughs) He says, that was one of the funniest things that I've ever seen. Uh, Paul in uh, Slave Lake says, uh, Jay, your barbecue story brought back a memory. I was five. My brother was seven. We were playing in the family station wagon, and I was pretending to pull up to a gas station, and I told my brother to fill her up. And so he grabbed the garden hose, and he filled her up. So Uh put uh, water in the gas tank by the sounds of it. Needless to say, someone was very upset at 7804960063 and Jocelyn says you know what Jay I was 3 years old I was sitting on my mom's lap when she was talking on the phone that was the earliest memory at 7804960063 it's Keep weird them that coming. some of those are just like inconsequential things yeah. like just someone yeah. talking on the phone but that's yeah. what you remember and it, same with me like I remember just playing with these little cars yeah. on the sidewalk and that's my earliest memory but 
I have no idea why I remember Yeah, that. why you remember yeah, it. Yeah, none. it's fascinating. So keep them coming. We'll continue with the conversation right now. Just want to switch gears for a moment, check in with Phil Darlington, a meteorologist over at Global Edmonton, to find out... Did, Oh, he just hung up. Um, okay, uh, to find out uh, what's going on weather-wise. But I guess not. He just hung up. Phil, he he there you. he is. Come on back. Hi, Phil. Are you there, Phil? Hi, Phil. Hi. Hey, Phil, how you doing? <laughs> oh, I'm doing pretty well. The phone signal, I guess, doesn't like the rain. Yeah, that's okay. I've, I, it's just a little ghosties in the system. So what's going on? The the weather war, the rain warnings, uh, the rainfall warnings have, have come to an end. What's going on with this system? Why is it, like, stuck over us? It's just a, we're not, it's not even a holding pattern, but it's in just a very large, intense area of low pressure. As we know, low pressure systems, they love to produce quite a lot of rain. And we're just in that period where we're getting a lot of rain from this system. It, in the Northern Hemisphere, they always turn in a counterclockwise rotation. So we're seeing a lot of that rain flung further to the west, out towards areas like Hinton and Edson, which, as we know, need that moisture. Mm-hmm. But here in Edmonton, of course, is where that rain would hit first and then make its way further west. So we just caught the, the first wave of it, uh, and it, uh, it's doled out quite a lot. Yeah, when we talk about quite a lot, how lot is a lot? Well, we were under some rainfall warnings this weekend. Generally, we're looking at potentially around 80 millimeters when all is said and done. I know right now it's not as intense. We're seeing a few dry patches just outside this, uh, the station this morning, but we are still looking at a potential for more rain today, tomorrow, and even potentially some scattered showers for uh, Wednesday. So we're not out of from under this just yet. Okay, not just uh, yet. And, and what's going on? Did I see that the, there's snow in the mountains? Yes. So, of course, when you get out to the Rockies, we're looking at a bit of a temperature difference. We also have the effect of the mountains on the moisture, right, how it falls, the temperatures that we get um, higher up in the uh, atmosphere. And, well, that's going to play into how we the moisture presents itself on the ground. So for Highway 93 between Jasper and Banff, there's snowfall warnings up and running. And we've seen right now the uh, it's leaning more sort of to the 15 to 25 centimeter accumulation amount by tomorrow. Uh, in fact, they're recommending if you can avoid travel along that highway stretch between the two uh, to avoid it. Okay. Phil, uh, thanks for this. I appreciate you making time for us. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Yeah, so some uh, more showers, a bit more rain over the next couple of days, but uh, clearing up and looking sunny near the end of the week.